Welcome to the Life After Life podcast, where we explore our soul's physical and non-physical journey. I'm Majana. Let's discuss angels, guides, and loved ones from the other side. Hello, hello, hello. How is everybody? Oh my goodness. I recently had an epiphany and could not wait to share this with you, but I had to let it percolate just a little bit. So now it is time to talk about it. Well, I know I'm not the only one that is seeing locally and globally tempers flaring, impatience at a high point, and a lot of other unpleasantries going on. And, you know, we just kind of look at it and it's going, what the heck? I thought we were moving to a higher vibration. What is this? Well, I think I got some clarity on this. Very unexpected. So let's look at it. First of all, globally, and we've talked about already how we had to, we as a community, as a culture, as a society, had to reach a level of consciousness where we could identify not only are things no longer working for me or serving me, they are just not even okay. Well, no surprise that started on an election year with our government, the political system, So we had to see it for what it is and start calling people out. What that means is, first of all, realize that the people that we trusted to work in our highest and best good haven't necessarily been doing that. We had to be able to recognize it. And then we had to be able to identify it and accept it, verbalize it, and start to do something about it. Well, before we can restructure, we have to identify what's not working and start taking that down. Here's where I start seeing the humanity and free will coming in. We have to dismantle, but do we have to blow it up and destroy it and make it rubble? No, we don't, not necessarily. But this is where the other pieces, our individual pieces coming in that we'll get to in just a moment. Well, in the meantime, I'm giving a shout out to all of you crystal and indigo and rainbow and star children out there and that other group that's yet to be named because I am really, really counting on y'all to step in and lead this transition truly for the highest and best ever everybody in a more peaceful manner. It is love-based. We need this to be love-based and that's what y'all are and we need you to step in amidst all of the flaring tempers and the anger and the not loving positions that are happening and say, hold on, we all want the same thing. Ultimately, we all want a fair, decisive government that is serving our highest and best needs. So let's look at how we can do that in a proper way without violence and tearing everything down. I feel like it's predominantly those crystal rainbow and star kids that are going to be doing that. I say kids, you're adults now, but we need your leadership at this point. All right. That may be a whole different conversation. Just want to point on that. But where are we? What's that energy? Why is it that protests turned into riots? What's that about when we're talking about lives matter, no matter whose life they matter, and yet people are dying in the process? There's nothing about this that is okay or makes sense. And we need to move past that and say, okay, what's the behaviors happening here? It's not 
skin color. It's not religion. It's not a belief system. It's behavior. No matter who you are, there's a proper and acceptable behavior and a completely improper and acceptable behavior. Are you coming from love or are you coming from self-service? That's what we want to look at, the behaviors and address those. And I think we started out doing that and then got totally sidetracked and it became riots because put in mass, somehow people, not all people, but too many get a herd mentality and then just become stupid, right? Making stupid decisions that are impulsive and driven from the wrong place. So why is that happening? That just is my epiphany that really has hit me in the last couple of weeks. So we keep saying we're coming from a lower energy into a higher energy. All right, what didn't hit me until now is before you can get to the light, you have to go through the shadows. And this is what is showing up in session so much. We are all being called to do our shadow work. Yikes! Nobody wants to do that. That's the hard kick in the stomach, blah, stuff. When we're doing our shadow work, we have to look at either what other people have done to us, and then that means really uncovering some things maybe we've repressed, and we have to work on forgiveness, forgiving them and forgiving ourselves. We have to look at our own behaviors and attitudes. Where has that really not been okay or acceptable? And we have to deal with that. We're calling ourselves out, and if we don't, hello, somebody else is. That's all over the media, right? People are being called out on their stuff they've been getting away with for a long time. These happen to be, for the most part, high-profile people, but it's happening to all of us. It might be showing up as memories that we would really rather not deal with or an agitation where people are triggering us out of the blue and in an extreme manner tempers really blasting out of control. So what I've come to realize is the people that are what we might say unenlightened, I think that's a funny term, I think we're all unenlightened, but the people that are really clueless and could not care less about the energy of what's happening or any of the metaphysical or spirituality that we talk about, all they know is they're cranky. They don't know why. They may not care why. They feel irritable. And I don't feel right, so I'm going to take it out on somebody else, and that's okay because I have that right. Those of us that are more aware may realize, man, I am cranky, and I don't know why. And then the best is if you see somebody trigger you, you feel it, and then you can look at it and go, why did I have that reaction? And then you can really delve into it, figure it out, and address it. And that's exactly what we're being tapped on the shoulder to do. Before we can get to that high vibrational point that we're all excited about getting to, and we're expecting this is like the closest to utopia that we have ever had and may have in this lifetime, we have to go through the yuck to get there. This is literally the visual that my guide's given me in sessions. You know the army crawl where you're on your belly and you're using your elbows to crawl through and they're showing me that it's mud. In my mind, it's the mud and the muck. We're crawling through the mud and the muck. Sometimes it's deep, sometimes not as deep. But we are belly crawling through this stuff to deal with it and it's trudgery. And we can do this for a while. There's a point to it. If you have the goal and you're focused on clearing up your stuff, doing your self-work and healing, there is light at the end of the tunnel. And I am positive once we break into that light, it's a whole lot better from where we came. It's getting through the mud and the muck. 
Now, whether or not we are only dealing with our shadow work for this lifetime, or in many cases, we've brought things forward from previous lifetimes and we're healing all of that, which is a little more amped up maybe. It's a blessing and a curse at the same time because you're doing deep work, but you're also making a lot of growth. Either way, we have to go through the darkness. Cannot vibrate higher if you're holding on to the low energy, the anger, the unforgiveness, the doubt, the insecurity, the grief, the blame, victimhood. Those are all low energy vibrations. You can't progress to a higher level if you won't let go of those. You can't take them with you. I don't even know why this really didn't even occur to me until I've had several sessions where it just slapped me in the face. I thought, oh my God, that's exactly what we're all going through right now. We're being invited to step in to take care of this. Invited? Great invitation, right? But not everybody is accepting the invitation. On a soul level, some of us said, you know, I want to be there at the beginning of this thing. I want to be there at this transition of the new age. But I don't think that I want to be there to experience the whole thing. So there are people that checked out at the beginning. And there are people that will continue to check out through this process. Part of it is because they've completed their soul journey. And at the same time, they're helping us with ours. And then there are those of us that are going to stick it out. Here's a way to frame this. If you're here and you're going through this transitional time, as painful as it can be, You're here because you chose to be here. You are here for incredible soul growth and very possibly to help other people to be a guiding light so other people can reach their soul growth and manage this as well. That's some pretty powerful stuff. We're here by choice and we have reasons to be here. So if you don't know what your soul work is, you don't know what that black shadow transformative work is, how do you find out? I have been really surprised in sessions how forthcoming guides are with this. They're not going to tell you exactly what to do, but several times they've given us an indicator of where that work is. And most of the time, the person already knows, oh, yeah, I just kind of didn't want to deal with that. Yeah, I know it's there. So we really do know what our work is. We don't necessarily want to face it. If you really have no idea, there are a couple ways you can get indicators. This is where I think verbiage is important. There are some times when you're talking to the universe, verbiage isn't. They know what you mean, they know what you need, and they're going to provide it. Sometimes there's a little more of a gray line about what they can volunteer and what they can't. So in those times, the way you ask is really important. So here's the way I do it. Before I meditate, I set my intention and say very clearly, It is my intention that during this meditation, my guides will show me my next best steps to heal my anxiety or whatever your issue is. So it might be, my intention is that my guides will show me what my shadow work is and my first step in healing it for my highest and best good. The real key points are, show me my next step, because I used to say, guide me to it or let me know what it is or something. And then I realized, you know what? There's all kinds of stuff happening all the way around me that I may or may not be interpreting correctly. That could have been something, but I'm not sure. So I don't want the guessing game. I'm going to get specific. Show me exactly my next step. The other piece is what is my highest and best good? Because there is no private highest and best. If it serves you, it serves everybody. 
So those, I think, are the key pieces. Now, if you don't meditate, that's okay. You can do the exact same thing at night just before you go to sleep. And then be aware when you wake up, what's the first thing on your mind? Or what's showing up repeatedly through the day? And be wide open to what shows up. It may seem completely irrelevant to anything that you would think you might need to do, and yet it could be very pivotal. Here is an example that I still don't understand. But I was looking for the end game of a very specific action. Years ago, when I was divorcing, he was dragging his feet, not signing the paperwork. So I finally said, took it on myself, quit blaming him, and I said to my guides, will you show me, please show me, my next best step to the resolution of this divorce for our highest and best good. What I very clearly got was, go see your mother. My mother lived two states away and was early onset Alzheimer's, and we didn't have a good relationship at all. And what in the world does that have to do with finishing up this divorce? But okay, I'm going to do it because that's what I received. So took the kids up to see her. He did not know anything about this. Literally the day after we came back, my attorney called and said, you're not going to believe this. He just signed the papers. What? That made no sense to me whatsoever. I didn't see the correlation. And yet, for some reason, on an energetic level, that made the shift that we needed. So be wide open to whatever shows up because you just don't know. Okay, so what if you're going, yeah, yeah, okay, this is all great. But hello, I've done the work. I have crawled through the mud and the muck. I have faced my demons and I have come out the other side. And why am I being called to do this again? I should be the one taking it easy, kicking my feet back, watching all this other chaos, just going, whoo, glad I dodged that bullet. All right, this came to me. We have spent so much time and energy working on ourselves, hopefully, and that is a never-ending game when you're in human form because that's what we're here for. But let's just think of this as perhaps a pop quiz. You've done all the work. You've done the studying. You've done the soul searching. You've applied this to your life. It seems that you've made changes and you've corrected wrongs and you've forgiven. And so what's the deal? Well, the deal is when we get into stressful situations is when we revert back to that which we know, that we know well. That's when we go into autopilot. And I feel like for some of us, that's what's happening right now. Now is the chance to put your money where your mouth is. All that stuff that you studied and practiced and embedded into your life, now you're being called to apply at a higher and deeper level. When we're all stressed out, even if it's not the best solution, at least going back to what we know is comfortable. And that's just our fallback. So when you find yourself doing that, just stop and go, oh my gosh, am I coming from fear or love right now? Because you, we know that those are the only two choices. So am I focused on fear or am I focused on love? And make your shift accordingly. Grossly oversimplifying this. But what if, okay, let's do what ifs from different perspectives instead of always the worst. When we look at astrology, there's a lot of ominous stuff going on right now. Astrology always shows you propensity. This is where the energy is. So sometimes in the sky, there's some heavy energy that can tell you there's going to be some tough times. Does that mean every single time there's tough times indicated that it comes to fruition? Of course not. 
Even if you're not into astrology, probably everybody has heard, oh, is Mercury in retrograde? Even if you don't know what that means, Mercury deals with communication. We often use electronics for communication. So if we're not communicating well or our electronics aren't working, we can blame that on Mercury if it's in retrograde, meaning it's going backwards and things are being messed up right now. That is a propensity for the energy when Mercury's in retrograde. Does that mean the whole time, every time, we are in complete chaos and our communication systems have complete failure? Nope, it doesn't. Because we're bigger than that. We have free will. What do you want to do with the energy? Sometimes when the energy is in your favor, it's a great idea to just hop up on that energetic surfboard and surf the waves and let the energy take you to where it's taking you and you can capitalize and reap all the benefits. But if the energy at that time is not working with you, that doesn't mean you have to be a victim. It means be aware and make decisions to take care of you. Opposite end of that spectrum, we can say, okay, we know that love is the most powerful force in the universe. And I don't know that I really buy into all that astrology stuff anyway. So I'm disregarding that. And I am the master of my domain. I create my own reality. And I prefer to live in peace and happiness and love all the time. And we have this globally united world living in peace and love. Does that happen either? Even when we have energy to support that? No. So that's the best and the worst case scenarios, right? And just like everything else, the reality is typically not extreme. It's not the best or the worst. It's somewhere in between. So right now, we have energy that is very antagonistic. And we're having it on all levels. So it's showing up on the macro. First of all, with our political system, I'm told what happens next is entertainment. It is the TV and movie industry, as well as professional, like athletic entertainers. Things will be uncovered there, just like they are politically, that make us go, "Uh uh-uh. And then finally, it'll be the education system. Many of us know that for a long time, the education system hasn't truly been serving kids to the best, and that will finally be addressed. However, how all of this comes to play, how long does it take to address these? How long are grueling or effortless are we going to make it to identify the issues and dismantle those pieces that are not serving and replace them? Or are we going to get ugly and tear it all down and drag it out? And this could be decades of ugh. Our choice, that's where this free will comes in. So my hope is in this pop quiz that we're living in, we have enough people. We have the majority, critical mass, whatever that is. Is it 51%? I don't know. We have critical mass that will say, hold on. I have stepped into my old paradigm of anger and fear and victimhood, but I know better than that. I now have tools that provide me with the better ways to handle this, and we are now in new energy, and I don't have to muscle my way through like I used to. Now, I'm creating through the power of thought and words, which initiate emotion, and emotion is a very powerful creator right now. So don't focus on the things that are happening that we don't want to happen. And that's human nature, right? We should say to somebody, you don't like this? Well, what do you want? Well, I don't know what I want, but I know I don't want this. And that's where we focus. We have to shift that. So how do we do it? Using a recent example, we can have protests. That's fine. That is identifying what we don't want and verbalizing what we don't want. 
But then we need to shift and not go into amplifying what we don't want with more deaths and more violence. We want to shift and focus on what we do want and feel into that. What will it feel like for everybody to be safe on these streets? What will it feel like when our laws are really servicing all of us in our highest and best? And that's where we want to focus. Because with our words and with our actions come emotion. They're tied together. And it's those emotions that you want to shift into the positive, the feel-good emotions. Then you're telling the universe, this is what I'm creating. I'm going to feel this. Don't micromanage and tell exactly what it has to look like by exactly the changes that have to happen. We just know what we want to feel, the love, the camaraderie, the brotherhood, the equality. So feel that. And then the universe can go, oh, I have many ways to give you that feeling. And then we are wide open to receiving that feeling that we've created. We all have our spiritual tool belt that we're adding to consistently. And now we have this quiz where the universe is saying, yes, it's time to raise your vibration. And exactly how far are you? And in my mind, we may even have spectators, right? We may have aliens watching this, eating popcorn. This is a movie. It's like, ooh, this is a good drama. What will the humans do next? If you could pull away from yourself, pull out of our immediate concerns and look at the big picture, look at the broad scope of what's happening as if it is a movie, you get a whole different perspective. We've got a whole cheering squad up there going, come on, humans, you can do this. You've done the work. And we have hopefully critical mass number of people that will say, hold, hold the boat. Yeah, I'm going to reach in my tool belt and I'm going to pull out the things that I have practiced in my life that I know are effective and come from a productive and positive way to create what I want rather than my old, lower conscious way of being to create what I don't want. And hopefully enough of us can do that, that we will shift and will tip the scales so that we're not creating from a place of violence and fear, but we're creating from a place of love and vision. And we can only do that all together, one at a time on our micro level, but a macro takes all of us. That is my biggest hope that we can pull it together and do that. And that's what I'm seeing so much that's showing up and we have to do it on both levels. We have to look at our own shadow work and we're looking at our societal shadow work. So we're all in this together. What happens if we don't pull it off? What happens if we don't have critical mass to tip it over to creating from love and high consciousness? Well, we get to go back and try it again. We can have some pretty grueling experiences along the way because we've started tearing down structures that have to be rebuilt. Are we going to rebuild those with equally dysfunctional structures? Then we can be looking at some really nasty stuff happening as we continue the decay and add to it. But we can do it either way. We can go anywhere with this. It's totally up to us. Golly, this got kind of heavy, didn't it? Sorry. I just have been so blown away by what I'm seeing and the power of this to realize we are so in control when we feel so out of control. Wow. Thank you so much for hanging with me through this. 
Thank you for bringing your gifts into the world and into your shadow work and ours, because we are all gifted with attributes and talents and skills to get us through this. We just don't recognize it. So let's pull together. And I appreciate you so much. Love hearing from you. You can get me at Majana at lifeafterliferadio.com. Our website is soulfoodtalks.com. We have a freebie section where Thomas has some astrology information, and I've got a couple of clearings that are very, very beneficial, especially in this energy. When you're feeling overwhelmed, please feel free to do the white light or the waterfall meditation. They're both really great for clearing and helping you feel better, get rid of some of the gunk so you can think and feel more clearly and create what you really want to create. I absolutely value, love meeting you in sessions. The sessions are on there, too, if you'd like to schedule. And I will say there is a one hour, which actually I'm thinking about moving to a minimum of an hour and a half because an hour is just not enough. It really takes two hours to go through this. It's guide-led. They talk very clearly about your sole purpose, why you're here, where you're headed. And I am so grateful to be able to translate and help you out with that. Again, we're at soulfoodtalks.com. And I appreciate you. I love you. And until next time. Namaste.